0: You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. Thank you for listening to WGSR.net, bringing hope and comfort 24 hours a day. This is a free download. Listen on your music player.
1: And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is Session 93. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. I'm Dale. And we Dale's got Dale out. in the studio. Tonight. Dale's in the house. Dale ain't scared. <laughs> He's coming up in here talking about church, and yeah, we're just going to have a good time tonight. Yes, so. we are. Uh, what's going on over there, Mikey?
2: Riding a wave.
1: <laughs> it's going to be the title of your new book. you uh, yeah
2: well you know that i just keep getting those uh be still and i will wait for him so that's what i'm doing
1: i i just i couldn't resist the other day i, know, you I saw know the it post that was funny when you said really <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're hoping that wave gets a little taller each time so trish what's going on over there
3: oh, you know some mornings i'm um I don't know. I have one of those days where I was like, I had to remind myself that I'm a Christian. You know? Uh-oh. What would Jesus do? I need to remind myself. And so I'm so glad to be here tonight. And I think I
1: thought, we all have those days, Trish. I really do. I, I,
3: I thought, do do others have days like this? <laughs>
1: Mama said there'd be days like that. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. So I was excited, though, because all day, even though I was in this funk of a mood, I knew that we were going to be here tonight doing God's Stories Radio, so... They gave me some hope <laughs> yes it does amen sometimes we need them as much as they need us well you're not a kitten you know? that's for sure that is for sure well we got some shout outs tonight yeah i wanted to give a shout out first off to tina tallman thank you so much she donated a hundred dollars and i, I gotta tell tina. you a little
1: story behind that because okay. i had just received our internet streaming bill for wgsr for the month and we had a whole 20 cents i think in the in the paypal account and right behind that was her donation a hundred dollars wow. they wrote her a little note and i told her i said god is
4: so good he and, then, and then and uh, then
2: we had our buddy uh, sarge mike decker yep he uh, i saw him in uh, church on uh, monday at realman and he asked me about you and i says well we're doing all right and about god stories radio and he just went into his wallet and pulled out couple of 20s God,
3: i love that guy very nice we still we still need to raise a little bit more for our taxes because the tax mail well, has come and well it's 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 still a count that um it
2: concerns me that fritz is in the, in the hole you know out of his pocket for the finish to where we're at right now for at this point a little bit under a thousand so
3: yeah so if god's been tugging at your heart about donating to, to god's stories radio please just go ahead and be obedient
1: <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that and we what's really neat think. is god still covers the monthly expenses and that's really kind of my concern at right. this point is just right. covering the monthly expenses and obviously the father showed me that he's got that under control and i i wrote tina a, a note and i just said wow you don't know how instrumental and I needed that bone. Yes. <laughs> I really
3: did. We got some Facebook likes, too. Yeah, we sure do. We have Ange 8 Min Min Mo. I hope that is right. That is what your name is on Facebook, and we thank you. Uh-huh. Tim Owens. And Fossil Mas- Masai. I think that's how I decided we're going to pronounce your right. name. Fossil and Masai, who's our good buddy. GCE Band. GCE Band, oh, yeah. We were in... Pakistan? I think that is Pakistan. I think so. Yeah. Actually, speaking of which, we have 52 countries that God Stories Radio is now being heard in, and we want to give a shout-out to those of you in Australia, Japan, and Germany. We see you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And did we get a note this week from uh, a woman? We did. Oh, actually, you know what else? I have some really exciting news. We've had over 500 downloads in April, and so far, that's a record for us.
1: It really is. It's only half the month through. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. just
3: started doing God Stories Radio again after taking some hiatus off. So right. that's really great news.
1: And God then, just continues to, to bless it.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's
3: His gig anyway. We don't have anything to do with it. We're just stewards He's the CEO. of it. That's right. And I have a, a note here from Janelle. I'm just going to use her first name because I don't know. It's a little right. personal. Mm-hmm. Janelle writes. Please tell me how I can listen to more testimonies. I've listened to them, all of them that are on iHeartRadio. You guys came into my life at a perfect time. I have a huge story that a lot of people do not like to address. It's called Mental Illness. The deep, dark secrets that Satan tried to bind me. It was deep, it was hell. I asked God to never let me forget where I came from. I never want to forget the pain I went through because unless someone's gone through it, they don't understand the turmoil or the grasps of the evil, of the evil one. Too much to go into now, but praise God I'm healed. But now, please pray for me. I've got no skills and I've been on disability for 12 years. I don't know what God wants me to do with myself. I don't know I, I've asked I've prayed over and over I'm living in Wasilla Arkansas now and I've been reunited with a wonderful man who I've married long story short he asked me 20 years ago and I ran so what thanks. to do now what's my purpose I just don't know thanks you guys for everything and I this, this is the first time that I had read this mm-hmm. I thought I had read it before but I hadn't and you know, I can relate so much with the, um, being on disability, because I have, um, I'm bipolar, and, um, I had to walk through some fear of acknowledging that on my law school application, I had to fess up that Mm -hmm. I'm bipolar, and, um, it's been so freeing, you know, just to, I, I, I told my doctor today, oh, and by the way, you know I'm bipolar and he's like are you getting treatment for that from support yes I am <laughs> but um, I can really relate and I just want to let you know Janelle that I um, have been on disability now for three years and I'm going back to law school and I've decided to follow my dream I'm gonna get off disability um, go to law school and work as a lawyer for abused and neglected children so we pray with you and we hope that you find god's purpose for you because i know god has a purpose for every single one of us
2: wasn't that woman that touched his robe in illness for 12 years
3: for 12 years she was bleeding and he said by your faith you're healed amen to
1: that he stopped in his tracks to take care of that as yes, he did you betcha so
2: all right um we our guest tonight um my roommate martin he has been pretty good at sending testimonies to us for the past, uh, from the beginning actually. Sure. And as I'm sta- sitting here thinking about it, he, he hasn't done his yet. He has
1: not. hello rascal. Can we
2: really? call it the Trisha challenge on Martin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, um, so everyone he knows, especially his family, his mother, um, they were talking about it and um
3: god's tugging on him to give his testimony and he keeps sending everybody else uh,
2: that's all right right. we'll get him (laughs) so his mother basically told him that i know someone that um has a great testimony and we he was uh put in touch with him and now uh we have been in touch and i contacted him earlier this week and didn't hesitate whatsoever and here he is with just in within a couple days of being contacted i give you dale
1: hey dale welcome to the show hi guys good to be here thank you for saying yes not everybody does
4: no problem i just move when the lord moves me amen to that
2: that's the only that's the best way to move
4: absolutely it's the positive direction amen well i'm a native floridian um Grew up in your typical family. Um, Just grew up with anger issues. Don't, never knew why, never knew really what motivated it. But um, we all learn that anger is one of the favorite weapons of the evil one. And he will certainly use it against you. Oh, he will. Sure will. Um, By the time I was 12 years old, I was drinking booze and involved in crime and actually committed my first major felony at 12 in 1963. And for the next 28 years was in and out of jail and in and out of prison for some pretty ugly stuff. And it all seemed to just revolve around being an angry person. Um, Had a violent, violent life. Uh, Just um, couldn't get along with anyone. Always felt that um, everybody else was messed up and you know, if they just leave me alone, things be fine. <laughs> you mentioned mental illness earlier. That's something that I suffered from, and my wife would probably tell you that I still do. But <laughs> after several trips to to prison for violent crimes, uh, at one point in time, I actually, the courts... Decided that there must be some issues. So I was sent before a group of psychiatrists that um, determined that I needed to be placed in a surrounding where I could be evaluated for a period of 90 days. And I was sent to um, a mental institution for the criminally insane. And two years later, they released me. So, I understand the mental illness aspect of things. Uh, It, like a lot of things, can just kind of creep into our lives and take us over without us being aware. Um, I, for many years, just hated life. I couldn't seem to stay out of jail. I couldn't stay out of prison. Uh, The anger issues drove me to different crimes of of violence Uh, when you couple that with alcohol and uh, cocaine and amphetamines and all the usual suspects uh, it um, took me down a path that was uh, just a pretty dark and ugly place Um, i was actually my mother was a devout christian and did her best to raise her kids in church. And uh, so I knew the Lord. But like most people, like myself, I ran from him for a very long time. He, uh, he pursued me, thank God, mm-hmm. as he does many of us. Sure. And, uh, we continue to run, even, even though we know that uh, he's right there behind us, always just waiting on us to turn around and recognize him and uh, eventually after many attempts at suicide and trying to end this darkness that I was living in and figuring out that he just wasn't gonna let me, that he had a, he had a different path and uh, until I walked it, he, he wasn't gonna be happy, so. I had at one point in time while I was in the mental institution, saved up enough medication to end things, get out of my misery. I took it all and uh, but I found out that God just wasn't ready <laughs> uh, later on on after one of my releases back on cocaine and back in the misery i I decided one day that I just didn't want to do it anymore and I loaded a syringe with what I knew would be a a lethal dosage of cocaine and took it and uh, my legs went out from under me and I fell to a filthy bathroom floor and lay in there thinking it was finally going to be over with and uh, once again God wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready. So he brought me through that the last time that I was out of prison and just found myself still living in the darkness and not knowing what to do um, I'm very familiar with firearms uh, over the years of pulling arm robberies and smuggling drugs and I was very well acquainted with firearms and Actually had been shot five times in different encounters with a very dark world. Um, I decided, well, I know this will this will do it. This will end it. And I loaded a 357 Magnum and put it to my chest and pull the trigger. Laid down on the ground, to let my life slip away and uh, he still wasn't ready. He still wasn't ready for me to go. You're so, like a cat deal. Uh, I've had more than nine believe me. It's, but I just uh, I still didn't know how to come out of it. I didn't understand the light and I didn't understand how to get there. I eventually Married a beautiful lady who knew the Lord and kept trying to move me in that direction and uh, eventually got me in church and I, uh, she was trying to get me involved and I just, I told her, I said, you know, uh, God will never forgive me for the things that I've done. There's none of the commandments that I haven't broken. And, uh, you know, that's that's the lie that Satan sells us, especially in that weakened, drug-induced state that you, uh, you tend to believe. Uh, you know, how could God ever love me? Mm-hmm. How could God ever forgive me for the things that I've done? And I began to believe that lie to a point where I just thought it was useless to... Uh, to turn to the church. But I had a, had a beautiful little daughter out of red Lock who was born with uh, what they call congenital hip disorder or hip dysplasia, uh, wasn't ever supposed to walk. And uh, in this crazy world, uh, I ended up with her and my care and custody and uh, i knew that god had given given her to me to try to slow me down and turn me around and uh, i did raise raise that child when i got my troubled life behind me but um my wife pointed out to me one day when when i said god would never forgive me Uh, she came at me like a pit bulldog and uh She said, you know, when you say that, you call him a liar. Hmm. She said, uh, I know how much you love your daughter. She said, and what would you do if someone said you've got to sacrifice your daughter for others? What would you do? How would you respond to that? Could you do that? And I said, no, no, absolutely not. And she said, well, that's what God did for you. He gave His only Son on the cross for you. And every time you say that He won't forgive you, you're calling Him a liar because He says you're already forgiven. Mm -hmm. That struck a note. That touched my heart. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need those, those comparisons. We need a Uh, sometimes we're hard headed and we need a picture painted for us that we can actually look at and see uh, rather than trying to think our way through it and uh, she told me later that she said those weren't my words Mm -hmm. she said that was the Holy Spirit he took over when he knew it was time and uh, he gave me the words to say so we started the church and I eventually was baptized and turned my life over to the Lord. And uh, I said, Father, give me a place to serve. And I like to tell everyone that God has a sense of humor. The last time I walked out of prison in 1991, (laughs) I said I will never, ever walk through these doors again dead or alive oh. i refuse to ever go back he used the end prison My again never. <laughs> yeah you learn not to use that one with the father no so when i asked for a place to serve he said i've got just the place for you <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what's coming began a, uh, began a prison and jail ministry that i've done now for many years um i Got to go into Florida State Prison, Marion Correctional Institute, and work with a group of guys for years that, some are lifers. A lot of those guys have been in 20, 30 years. But uh, it seems that when they hear my testimony, and they know that I've been where they are, and that there is hope, and His name is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I can just uh, I seem to be able to reach them. I seem to be able through with the Holy Spirit working in me and through my testimony be able to uh, to open up that that vision of hope for them. And I know that over the years I've been successful in leading many to Christ, Amen. and I thank God for that harvest. Um, I was on a dead-end street, living in darkness, and had no idea how to come out of it. Uh, 28 years in and out of mental institutions, prisons, jails, and uh, finally I met Jesus and uh, learned what true light is. now I walk in faith. I just pray every day that He lead me, that He just keep me on a path that uh, I can do kingdom work for Him. Um, a few years ago, I was sound asleep on a Friday night, and I had read in the Bible how God would come to people in their dreams, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was a little strange. But it happens. Uh, It does. Yes,
2: it does. I took uh, a class called uh, Understanding Dreams and Visions.
4: Wow. I wish I'd have had that class. (laughs) (laughs) He came to me on a Friday night, and his words to me were, Go to the Market of Marion. And it's a large flea market on the south side of Ocala, Florida. It has 1,000 10 by 10 booths. And uh, I didn't really like the place. Uh, it was—it's crowded, a lot of people there. And I'm uh, after so many years of incarceration. I guess I'm one of those guys that doesn't like to be uh, kind of blocked in or mm-hmm. bumped around or uh, sure. so. I and remember back
3: on all those people. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I remember saying, uh, what for, Lord? I don't like that place. And uh, he didn't say anything else. But the next morning, my wife uh, woke up and said, "What? Well, what are we going to do today? I said, we're going to the Market of Marion. And she said, what for? You never go there. I said, the Lord told me in a dream last night. She said, well, then we're going. So we got up and got our coffee and headed on down to the flea market got there and was walking around and not having any idea what we were to do and so we found a quiet place and she and I prayed and the Lord asked if he was represented there well we did a complete tour of the market and found out there was one little 10 by 10 booth where a gentleman was making some faith based t-shirts and we realized that uh, God just wasn't very involved in the market that we could see so we said father no we don't see much involvement for you here and his words were very clear he said plant a church and I put my hand in my right ear and turned it toward heaven and said I'm sure I misunderstood you (laughs) say it again a little louder and he didn't say anything else so I knew that we were to put a church in a flea market And I didn't know what that was going to look like. I had no idea what to do. But since I turned my life over to the Lord, I know that as long as I just walk in faith, if he gives me a direction, I just head down that road somewhere along the line there's going to be an intersection where he's waiting for me and Mm -hmm. he'll give me another direction then when he when he wants me to turn so we just started uh, looking for a space uh, something that we would have a facility that we would be able to pray for people and your flea markets nowadays are mostly open air and that comes from the fire codes and stuff they don't want walls they mm-hmm. don't want any anything that uh, puts up barriers that way they like it wide open in case they have to come in and, and do their job so we were Everyone kept telling us, don't let anyone tell you what you can do in here. You need to find Dan. He's the manager of the market. He's the only one who'll give you the the good advice. I tried for two and a half months to run Dan down, and it just wasn't working. Every time I'd go to the office, he just left, or wasn't going to be in that day, or just couldn't seem to to touch base with him so finally we just I, I said well we we've just gotta get started let's let's just find something in here that we can set up a prayer booth or or something and uh we we'll just uh we'll let the lord lead us from there And I was talking to a vendor in the market. He was asking me what we were doing. When I explained it to him, he said, man, that sounds great. He said, we need something like that in here. He said, when are you going to get started? I said, two and a half months. I've been searching for Dan so I can find out what we can do in here. And he said, really, two and a half whole months? And I said, yeah. He said, well, turn around. He's standing right behind you. (laughs) So I turned around, and here's Dan. Introduced myself and told him what we had in mind. And uh, we went to a place where we could sit and talk and found out Dan was Christ's follower and uh, was on board with it. God I, puts them in our path. Yes, he does. All of us soldiers, joins he, us together. Yes, he does. He, he leads us from one to the other. It was uh, it was amazing. I told Dan what, what I felt like I needed. And he said, well, I tell you what. He said, you can't put up walls and stuff in here. He said, but you go down on sea south which is actually the livestock building and uh he said you go down to uh he gave me the numbers of the booth. he said you go down here he said i heard a rumor he said it's still occupied has been for 15 years he said but i heard a rumor that it might become vacant so we went down we looked and oh my goodness here's a place that was put in i think back in the 50s that had walls that had three garage doors. It was 10 foot wide and 30 foot long and uh, just perfect. <laughs> so we went back to Dan and I'm like, please, please, please put our name on that. He said, well, like I said, it's just a rumor. And when we left, I'm driving down the road, praying with my eyes open and my wife says, stop. I said, the Lord just told me it's ours. So the following week, we we told that we could move into this facility and start a church in the flea market. Uh, it's been there for, July will be two years now. Wow. And uh, we had no idea what to do with a church in a flea market. What <laughs> well, we began to-
2: What were they telling you when you did their little survey among the vendors
4: well we when we started asking around we thought maybe we'll do a see if the vendors want to do an early morning prayer service try to get god involved in their businesses and get god involved in the market and um, we started hearing this same reoccurring theme uh, they're there f- on Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 8.30am 8, to 5 in the afternoon and I kept hearing I haven't been to church in 5 years, I'm here every Sunday morning I haven't been to church in 10 years one fella, I haven't been to church in 26 years, I've been here every Sunday morning and finally one of them said hey, would y'all have an early morning service for us before we open our booths oh. and of course the light bulb came on and I'm like thank you father thank you so much <laughs> uh, now now we get the picture And uh, sometimes we just need that burning hush the yeah. we will bring the church to you that's, you that's exactly what they later. will come and you know as, as time progressed we found out that there were people in the market who were uh, Satanist who were teaching the the dark arts mm-hmm. and uh, we found out there was just a lot of lot of darkness going on in, in there, there sure. and God wanted to a, place a place light. in there he yeah. wanted to bring the light yeah. to yeah, that yeah. market with all the darkness that was going on there it's been an amazing journey a group of pastors that I worked with for years in the uh, prison ministry uh, when I told them what the Lord was leading me to do Um, they actually decided that I needed to be ordained because what you find is that when you open a church the first question people ask well where did you go to seminary school or you know uh, they're looking for qualifications they're looking to see Mm -hmm. how you are qualified to lead them on a walk of faith and, of course, my qualifications were um, the streets, the, streets <laughs> the jails, the prisons, uh, didn't make for a good resume, but the pastors that I had worked with for years knew my heart, and uh, they called me in, and we had a meeting, and they questioned me, and we talked about things, and uh, they said, we're going to ordain you, you and your life. And I said, okay, all right. And I didn't expect what was coming next. Um, knowing my testimony and knowing all the men I had worked with in prison, they actually did the ordainment in Florida State Prison in front of about 150 inmates that I had ministered to and worked with mm-hmm. over the years. And uh, it was just an amazing thing the holy spirit was all over it uh that's fantastic you'd have to see 150 hardcore inmates uh just in tears Mm -hmm. and, and just you know lifting us up and and Praying with us and praising God for what He was doing in our lives, and you know, in the prison, and uh, just just an amazing night for my wife and I both. And that little church has produced some amazing fruit it's 10 foot wide 30 foot long everyone keeps telling us called
3: guinness book of World records okay. got to be the smallest church in the world but we haven't done that um, i was going to ask you if you have a baptismal but i'm guessing we don't know no. is it is that about the size of this room uh it's no.
2: this, this is this is 12 by 10.
3: yeah so it's smaller no it's larger no so it's, it's 30 30, 30, 30, 30 long. Long. Ten wide, thirty foot long. So
2: about double the
3: length. Yeah, like, I have an look. idea for your baptismal. We'll talk about it after this. All right.
2: <laughs> you can just get one of those big tubs. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like the horse has yeah. the big horse trough.
3: Yeah. The silver. Yeah. You well, have a little baptismal there. You know,
4: John did it in the river. Uh you know, I've got a swimming pool at home. We'll we'll take him to the pool. There you go. You know, uh, just wherever the Lord leads us is where our to go. That's right. we've seen some some healings in there. We had a gentleman come he came walk everybody walks by and looks in and says, Is this a church in the flea market? And we're like, Yep, yep, <laughs> come sure on in, you know. <laughs> And this was a big man he had two teenage children with him and he just didn't look good and he he shared with us that he was uh, he said i i've got uh, a huge tumor on my liver he said and i go tomorrow to get the prognosis he said and it doesn't look good and he said i just don't know what my family's going to do he said would y'all pray with me and my associate pastor was there with me. Uh, and we said, Oh, absolutely. Come on in. We took him in, we set him down, we laid hands on him, we lifted him up to the Lord and we prayed for a complete healing. You know the Bible tells us to pray boldly. Right. Jesus says you do not have because you do not ask. He's and given us the power. Right, ex- without oh facing. yeah. Absolutely. So we we just prayed boldly that God would heal this man and when we were done we talked to him for a while and he left and uh, for weeks we prayed for him didn't come back we hadn't heard from him we were just wondering lord what what happened to him what one day i look up it's been over a month and i see him walking down the walkway and uh he and his wife and children and we jump up and run out there and we're like how are you doing brother we've been wondering you know what's going on with you how how you're doing and he said well I just had to come back and tell you he said uh my tumor's shrinking every day he said my liver's functioning perfect again he said I feel great he said I wanted y'all to know it started right here yeah and uh you know when when you know that God takes someone like myself and then works through them to do miracles and amazing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing grace. You know, I have a terrible voice. Don't go make me start singing here. <laughs> just, you know, that amazing grace, that just knowing that, you know, God's Word is real, that everything in the Bible is true, and that if we were just get in the Word and read and just, uh, you know, pray that He'll just open our hearts and open our minds and, and uh, to His Word and real. will because I prayed it for years. I couldn't understand the Bible and it was so confusing to me and uh, now I've been through the Old Testament four times and the New Testament 13 times wow. and every time, every time that I get in the Bible and, and open it Things that I've read over and over, you know, all of a sudden, God will just light something up for me. It's mm-hmm. like I've read it so many times and I didn't didn't catch that, I didn't know
3: that. You know, God just continues to open His Word. But God up is amazing to me. too. I just am now in case if you don't like to read and you don't want to read the Bible, they have um, CDs. Yeah where you have the Bible on CDs, it's, I have it. <laughs> yes. it's about 80 CDs, it's yeah. quite extensive, but I've been listening to it because my New Year's resolution was to read the Bible or get from cover to cover, I've never been cover to cover, you know, so I've been listening to these, these CDs and I'm thinking, now, w- wait, I'm in Luke and I'm thinking, now I'm in Acts, now didn't I just hear that? Mm-hmm. But God is telling us the same story from all these different perspectives, yeah. and it's like He's trying to get it through our heads, you know, of what what He's capable of and what He's done. And yeah. story
4: after story of how we are to live, what is best for us. Um, you know, the Old Testament is the journey of of the Hebrew people, God's chosen people, and uh, I, there's so many things that. I've learned that amazed me and that I can really uh, I look at my life uh, when I found out that the journey from bondage in Egypt to the promised land was only a 12 to 13 day walk that's it. and it took the Hebrew people 40 years to make it because of their unbelief and their disobedience I mean I can relate to that uh, I, I spent most of my life uh, walking in the wrong direction to get where I am today. And uh, mm-hmm. the Bible just continues to open up and I continue to learn. And, uh, you know, we, we have the power of God living inside of us once we once we turn our life over to the Lord and we ask Jesus to come into our heart and into our life and lead us, we have the power to do everything that Jesus did.
0: And it in says the gospel. That we will do even everything. greater
4: things. And he tells us you will do greater things than this. Yep. Uh, God gives us the power to heal. He tells us how to how to pray and how to do it and and it's just, it's amazing. I, 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 I was told once by a group of pastors that I was interviewed by that you, you, you will never be a preacher. You can't, uh, you don't have what it takes to lead and love a congregation. But they said, you sure are an evangelist. We could kick you out of plane anywhere in the world. With your feet at the ground. You're going to be talking about Jesus. Now. I said, okay, I'll take that. I'll wear that. That's fine. And, uh, you know, it's just been an amazing journey, and uh, I learn every day. Uh, to know Jesus is to love Him. Uh, there's just no other way for me to to put that. I run into people from the old days that uh, say, "Well, do you ever think about going back? Uh, you ever, going, back <laughs> going back to what? For what? Going back to what? For what?" I spent too many years in darkness. I spent too many years in a
3: place that uh, I had no hope. You're a changed man because I'm just looking at you and I'm thinking of this man that you were describing, and I thought, Dale? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so transformed well, That's what yeah. I was so to when you
1: pass him in the hallway, you'd think he was just this clean-cut, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely, born with a spoon it's in his mouth. this man, you know. Oh, and yeah. It's
2: so much better in the light.
4: And those, oh, guys, those guys make the best con man. It's Unfortunately, was always a yeah, you're right. You know, I, I everybody thought I was this nice guy while I had my hand in their pocket, and uh, yeah. but you know, God, I was I was a taker. An, absolutely a taker it was all about me
0: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, you know praise god he's turned that around uh, i've learned how to give and i love to give and uh, i my testimony is is something that i can give it's uh it's my gift it's uh you know god god put me through trials, and I uh, thank Him for it every day. And of course, I put myself through more than, than he ever intended, I'm sure. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, you know, those, those tests and those trials become your testimony. Yes. And I've spoken many places, and uh, I know when I'm speaking, I, I can look at the eyes of, of the people who are listening, and you can pick out that one person that you know God sent you there that Absolutely. day to touch. Right. Absolutely. A person. Uh, and that, that's one thing I love about our little church. It's so small. We started out with four members. Uh, on a good day, we're doing 16, somewhere in that, that range. We have 24 seats. We've yet to fill them. But that little congregation is so small that sometimes in the middle of teaching,
3: that one heart will just be breaking. And we can I was thinking, we can even stop. if it's just that one... Yeah. Even if you set up and you had one so saved yeah it's all worth yeah. it it's eternal
4: and when the congregation sees that one heart breaking that one person weeping we just stop mm-hmm. we stop the service and everybody gathers around that one person and just loves them up and prays them up and lifts them up and it's uh it's just a an intimate little group of people that have grown so much since God put that
3: church there and are you ministering to the uh, vendors that are there too? Did you end up doing the service in the morning? Oh yeah, that's the service. Our 7.30 a.m. sunrise service for the
4: vendors. Oh very yeah. good. Yeah, that's that's what we do, and We've had a lot of people that have come in and said what time is your service? 7.30? Uh, that's too early. Would you do one later? So we are uh, looking at doing a later service. Probably
3: 9 or 9.30. Uh, that's what I saw like, a vision oh, of you having more than one service. Yeah, so that's yeah. right up. That's happening. I think we're close to that yeah um
4: i got the honor and pleasure of uh we went an iron man meeting and it was the first one in the church that we were attending and we sat down with a, I sat down with a group of people that i didn't know and the and the holy spirit said give your testimony and i'm like not here i don't know these people can we hold that for some other time And I actually started to get up and leave the table because some of my buds came in and went and sat down at a different table. And as I raised up out of my chair, I felt a hand on my shoulder. Didn't see it, but I felt it. Pushed me right back down in the chair, so I sat Good. And uh, the gentleman who was leading the meeting said, I want everybody just to go around the table and take about five minutes. Tell a little something about yourself and uh, get to know one another. He said, I want these groups to stay together. I'm like, okay, so it came my turn. uh, I gave, I shared as much as I could in five minutes or so. And the impact of that uh, created for me two lifelong friends that day. One who was involved in pornography and his marriage was falling apart and the Holy Spirit told me follow him outside and talk to him and when I did he just broke down and told me what was going on in his life and uh, I've mentored with him since and and become friends with he and his family And the other gentleman that was touched that day is now my associate pastor in our church Mm -hmm. Uh, um, ex, ex drug addict uh You know, was a man who was involved in in bodybuilding and his one titles and, you know, the steroids and all the drugs Mm -hmm. and the lifestyle that comes along Mm -hmm. with it. And now he is uh, just an amazing, God-fearing, passionate man who uh, is taking over the little church. Uh, And just, uh, like I say, there's been just amazing fruit that has come out of all that and just amazes me daily uh, as I walk and as I grow and as I see things I just never imagined I would see in my life Mm -hmm. you know God just keeps laying the path before me and uh, I'm just loving it and uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to read something that uh, I told everyone in church uh, a while back when I was teaching I said I I want to tell you guys, y'all know who I am, you know, where I come from and what my life used to be. Uh, I was a drug addict and a drunk. I was a thief. Uh, I've, As I say, I've broken all the commandments. Uh, I've, uh, with deep regret, taken life. And uh, I know that, uh, I know God's grace. you know, because I've been forgiven much. And uh, I just love to tell people who I used to be and where the Lord has brought me to now. And uh, I'd like to take just a minute and read what my wife says
3: I am. She knows my past and... uh, You light up every time you talk about her, I just have to say. She's, uh, God God gave gave me that,
4: that trophy. Uh, without her I, you know I wouldn't have started down that path and uh, she's been an inspiration in my life and is until today. And this is what she says I am nowadays. I'm a Bible totem, scripture quoting, soul redeeming, shouting, screaming, spirit filled, sin defacing, devil chasing, overcoming, Bible thumping, pew jumping, radically saved, red hot, blood bought, Jesus loving, devil shoving, born again child of God. Amen. <laughs> and that's what I say. Amen. I've been called a whole lot worse. I'll take that. I'll wear that. Absolutely. I'll be to post put, that on the website. That's great. With <laughs> honor and glory to God. Wow, that was
2: 1993. 93. Wow. Wow. He, he was oh, talking about all this
3: darkness, and then he said, and then God put this woman in my life, and all of a sudden, his whole being just lit up. <laughs> You're acting surprised, Trish. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's I right. love it. That's right. That's right. Uh,
4: her, you know, her and Jesus, uh, you know, he, she, is, she is a gift. Uh, she is a trophy that the Lord has given me. and uh, He speaks
3: uh, to you through her, too. Yes, he does.
4: Time. Yes, he does. Uh, she, is, she is my, my inspiration. Uh, she opened that door by, like I say, coming at me like a pit bulldog one day and uh, yeah.
3: giving me that comparison of my child and God's child. What would you tell somebody like Janelle who says, you know, I know that I have some type of purpose, but... I don't, I don't hear the answers from God.
2: Continue to
0: pray.
3: I, I had somebody tell me one day, um, she said, I pray to hear from God all the time. And I've, how do you know? I've never heard from God. Well, I would say from my own experience
4: that I used to do the same thing. I used to pray, God, I need to hear from you. God, I need to know that you're real. I, I need to, to hear your voice. And you can hear God's voice every time you open the Bible. Uh, Get in His Word Mm -hmm. and pray this prayer. I've prayed it a thousand times. Lord, I want to know Your Word. I want You to open Your Word up to me so that I can understand it. And pray that He will open your heart and open your mind so that His Word can become a living part of you yeah. and he will and it will mm-hmm. and I also say to her you hear God's voice if you're quiet and you're listening. Uh I have many many times when I've been confused and not knowing which way to turn, I'm waiting to hear that this is God, make a right. Uh, the
3: loud one is usually the evil it's one. It's the though, evil one, you know yeah.
4: It is the evil one. And it's the
3: quiet, soft it's very quiet,
4: very soft. You hear it in your heart, you'll hear it in your stomach. Uh you just know that God has spoken to you, and know that He loves you, uh, we are His creation. Uh, I, I was amazed to, to read in the Bible that when, when I turned my life over to the Lord, that the angels threw a party in heaven Lord. for me, Yes. you know, uh, just uh, oh, God's grace, amazing grace, mm-hmm.
3: you know, take a wretch like me. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I can just... Uh, and somebody, if they're depressed when you were talking about uh, putting the gun up to your chest, I, I, it left my mind because it's been so long ago, but years ago, I tried to commit suicide and I wrote my note and uh, took a bunch of pills and yeah. went to sleep and then I woke up because it wasn't time. Yeah. what would you say to somebody that's going through that type of darkness right now uh, again prayer um, you just you've got to
4: communicate with God and that's how you do it I, I know that, that doctors and medicines you know they have their place and they have their purpose but there's not one thing cancer, depression I don't care what you name the Bible tells us how to handle it, how to deal with it, how to overcome it. And it is through Jesus Christ. He is the one who healed the leper, made the blind see, made the deaf hear, made the lame walk, raised the dead. dead. He is is the one. He Mm -hmm. is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you get a personal relationship with Him because believe me when I hear the word religion all the time and I am not a religious person Mm -hmm. I am a man who has a one on one relationship with Jesus Christ and He is the one who is my health, my wealth, my spiritual and physical well being He is everything Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what your, your state of mind or your state of health be on your knees because you will never stand taller than when you are on your knees in prayer with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And He has an answer for every question that we have, and it's right here in His Word. It's called the Bible. Absolutely. He, awesome. he wants us in it every single day, talking to Him, learning from Him, and He will put the path before us. We just have to give this world up to We have to stop thinking for ourselves. And I did a study one time called Best Question Ever. And that question is, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And if you ask that question before you do anything in your daily life, you will begin to to develop that relationship you will begin to get the answers Mm -hmm. you will begin to to walk in that that beautiful light that you can only know through Christ yes
2: that's how I put it in my testimony I I was never addicted to anything throughout my life but when God was taking me through this journey um and, you know, a newfound Christian and feeling lonely, feeling frustrated, feeling... What I did was I went to the Bible. Yes. And then it mm-hmm. became a drug to me because it... It, it, uh, it had to an be disappeared. That's right. Well, it disappeared. When I started to read it, after a couple minutes... It, you know, whatever I was feeling room. it was gone, right? And next thing you know I was reading it for an hour or two. Yeah. So want to put it down I, down? I agree with I agree with uh, Dale here that, you know, yeah, the doctors and all that have their place, but I, I say the Bible's it.
4: The Bible is it. You know, when you read the word and you learn the stories, because those stories were written for us. They're there to to give us guidance. You learn that that all of this sickness, all of this illness, this was never intended by the Father. He created us in a place called the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. We were meant to live forever, to have a relationship with Him Mm -hmm. forever. And even after the snake, the serpent, the evil one came and helped to bring sin into the Garden of Eden, we got another opportunity. God, wanted to lead his people to a place called the Promised Land, the land that flowed with milk and honey. God did not intend for us to be in these dark places suffering in this world. Mm -hmm. That was never his intention. It's not his intention now. After we passed up the Garden of Eden and we walked through the Promised Land, now we have heaven. We have the promise of eternity with Christ, who gave it all for us, in a place called heaven, where there is no more pain, there is no more suffering, there is no more tears.
2: I can't wait for the wedding feast.
4: Oh, brother! I can't either it. It's going to be better than
1: the Ponderosa buffet. It's going to be better than those ribeyes, huh? I bet you. I'm going to on the wedding feast. It's not that Yes, right.
2: sir. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Amazing. Amazing grace.
4: Whew, how sweet the sound. <laughs> it saved the wretch. Wretch like me. You It saved wretch like me. Amen. Well, Dale, yeah. thank you very much. Thank this you was unbelievable. So thank so much, much
2: unbelievable. Oh, Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said yes. Absolutely.
3: Yes. It's my honor and my pleasure, and I give all the glory to if God. If somebody wants to come to your church, can you tell us? It's in, uh, it's in Ocala. It's in Ocala.
4: It's a little drive. It's in a place called the Market of Marion. And uh, the name of the church is The Ark at the market at Marion. We are on the in the livestock building, and when we were setting the little church up, my wife walked out into the hallway and looked to the right and looked to the left, and we have exotic birds and dogs and goats and pigs and donkeys and uh, a little bit of everything, and she turns around and looks at me and she says, you realize we're right in the middle of the ark, it's uh, <laughs> <next laughs> forth the name of the ark at the market. There you go. Very That's good. great.
1: <laughs> well, if you have any questions for Dale make sure you contact us at godstoriesradio at gmail uh, if they wanted to contact the church Dale do you have an email or
4: a website we, we don't we do not have a website yet that's one of the things that we need to do in the future um, I am not available on Facebook or anything That's that's been a media that uh with my past, I just don't feel that I'm comfortable going there, mm-hmm. so I haven't subscribed to things like that, but um, guys, I am available if someone wanted to contact you guys, if someone needed to talk to me, mm-hmm. If if they need to to uh, hear from me and I can minister to them in any way, pray with them in any way, I will make myself available. Okay, yeah. I feel like
3: somebody's maybe has an incarcerated family member that might want to be reaching out to you. We've, you had had a, to uh, reach
2: them. we've had a uh, testimony that uh, from Meth to Miracle mm-hmm. that uh, is in prison ministry at this point because yes. another one that said, I will never go back to prison again. And he yes, said never. He <laughs>
1: said never.
4: <laughs> he did. God's yeah. got a he thing sure you. did.
1: <laughs> well, contact us at GodStoriesRadio at Gmail and just put in the... Uh, in the title that uh, you want information for Dale or from Dale and we'll get it to him Absolutely. no worries we can do that You know, make sure you uh, like us on Facebook God Stories Radio at Facebook and then you can what can they do Mike? They, can they can tweet us they can tweet us and uh, if you have a
3: testimony
1: yes we we'll take if you your have testi- a testimony we'll take it written We'll take it we'll written. take it call in. In. a call yeah. in yeah or personal personal, personal. rather have way okay. we'd love to have that's you come us. by we that's for sure huh? yeah really <laughs> <laughs> that's right we ain't scared to, mm-hmm. to hear your story here at God stories radio well fantastic thanks again Dale for coming by uh this has been session 93 I'm Fritz I'm Mike and I'm Chris God bless God bless
0: who makes the power of sin and darkness so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings.